You know, I have to uh, tell you something before I speak today. I have to probably drink, it's not coffee, uh, Gatorade. Uh, you know, uh, yesterday we had a Korean uh, KM appreciation lunch, and somehow I got food poison. Uh, and I don't think it's because of a taco that I had. I had four tacos, and uh, but I don't know, like, man, because after that lunch, I was keep going to bathroom, you know, and I couldn't eat anything. And I, first time in my uh, ministry, you know, life, I, I thought about not coming to church on Sunday. I was about to call my, you know, associate pastor to, hey, can you speak for our first and second and third service? I was about to do that, but uh, and but thank God that I, I'm here today, and uh, I uh, didn't have to go while I was preaching uh, first and second service. And if I have to leave you guys doing the message, uh, that means I'm in trouble. So, uh, so, so, give me your prayer, okay? All right. All right. I want to talk about the prayer of dependence. You know, we're continuing our sermon series called the Lord's Prayer. He taught us how to pray, how gentle, how lovely our Jesus, our Lord, uh, He taught us this is the way you're supposed to pray. When you close look at the Lord's Prayer, uh, you can see uh, first part that focuses on Jesus. I mean, focuses on God. Like our Heavenly Father. When you pray, this is where you're supposed to pray. Our Heavenly Father. Our focus is on God. Our Heavenly Father. Hallow be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. So focus is on God. And uh, today's text, all, you guys all have this bulletin, right? Uh, it says, it's working? Okay. Okay. Give us. Uh, today, our daily bread. You know, th there's some transition take place uh, from God to us. Give us today our daily bread. I think the order is very important. You know, uh, Jesus said, uh, seek his kingdom and his righteousness first. Then everything will be fallen to the right place, right? So in our uh, Christian journey, it is so important for us to have a right priority. God has to be God. He has to be our top priority. Then uh, everything will be falling in the right place. Since when we make God to be God, uh, He's going to provide us all the, you know, the, the abundance in our lives. So I think that's very important. Sometimes when we pray, we just just pour out our uh, stuff. Not even addressing God as God, but just, this is what I need, this is what I need, you know, just needs of ours. And by God, see you next week, or, you know, we just leave from that place. That's not prayer. Prayer is always start with God. God, our Heavenly Father, we lift up His name, you know, adore Him, we praise Him. And, and, and you know, and, and that has to be our uh, uh order in our prayer. In today's text, maybe this, when you read this passage, give us today our daily bread, it doesn't sound like relevant message for us. Give us today our daily bread. I recently saw one video clip uh, 
German missionary who taped that video back uh, 100 years ago in Korea. 100 years ago in Korea, wow, the situation was really bad. Almost one-third of the population, whole population, they were starved. They were starved you know, you know, to death, and to the point. And uh, I was so shocked. Compare that clip with the present Korea, you know, so different. I don't think uh, back in those days, the diet, I mean, they didn't even know you know word diet in back in those days. But we do uh, sometimes starve, right? We 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 kind of skip the meal because of you know trying to do diet, right? And uh, we threw out you know we threw away the food and milk if expiration date is over. So you know we're living very different generations. So maybe this message is not relevant for us. God give us today our daily bread. But when he asks us to pray this prayer, this is not really, uh, he's talking about our daily breath, right? But that includes, I think, every need that we have. We have a lot of needs in our lives, right? Clothes to wear, shelter to stay, food to eat, plus so many other stuff, right? So I want to call this prayer the prayer of dependence. It is so important for us to learn how to pray, offer this prayer. This is prayer of dependence, meaning, God, I depend on you. Things that you provide, it is you, you are the sole provider, and I depend on you. Acknowledging Him and, and, and trusting Him in offering prayer. That is what I think the prayer of uh, dependence. So I want to kind of look closely what, what it means by prayer of dependence. First one, uh, it is a proclamation that God the Father is the answer of our needs. God the Father. Remember, our Father is our Father. God is caring Father. He is consistent. You know, He doesn't change. He's always there when we, whenever we ask Him, right? And He's competent Father. He can pro- nothing is impossible for Him. That is our Father, our Heavenly Father. So with that knowledge, we have to come boldly to Him and ask Him, God, You are my Father. You are my Father, this passage here, uh, Jesus said, which of you, if, he, if his son asked for bread, will he uh, will give him a stone? Or if he asked for the fish, will he will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who Ask him. Being a father, I want to provide the thing that my son needs. You know, I, know, I mean, I would love to provide that. I don't want to spoil the son, but you know, child. But I want to provide things within, within my limitation. I want to give, provide things. How much more our heavenly Father will give us? When I uh, remember when I first came to America, I went to church with the wrong reason. I mean, uh, I went to church because they serve us uh, lunch, great lunch. So that was actually the only reason that I went to church. Because I wasn't a believer. They uh, were taking us out. Um, uh, Carl's Juniors. You know the place, right? Carl's? I love that hamburger. I mean, you know, I don't know if they still have it, but used to, used to have a superstar. You guys... 
No, the superstar, right? I had two of them at once. You know, that's kind of like kind of heavy duty kind of meal, right? I had two of them. And Sunday was, I mean, week of the, you know, like day of my week. Go to church, have a lunch. So it is okay. I'm telling you know, my, my congregation, it is okay to come to church with their motivation. Who knew that guy became a pastor, right? So nobody knows, right? So, I mean, you can come whenever you can come. God is always welcoming us, right? I don't, since I wasn't believers, I didn't really understand the sermon that much. Everything was like <laughs> over the heck, sort of deal. But I remember once, past, pastor was speaking the word. He was crying. As a young man, I was like, wow, why is he crying? I don't remember that much, but why is he crying? But he was sharing about his story about his mother. When he was in college, uh, he, was, he was going to like one of the best schools in, in, in Seoul. And his mom visited him while he was in, in college. And the mother bought him cold noodle, naengmyeon. But she only ordered one naengmyeon, cold noodle. So this guy, his son, he enjoyed all drinking, you know, during special summertime, having all the noodle. And mama was look, looking at him and saying, with contentment, wow, my son is having great meal. After he's done, she asked him, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. And, and she took the bowl and said, let me drink some. And she drank the, you know, the leftover the soup. And he, he was sharing that story, and you know, he didn't know better. He didn't know that she didn't have enough money to buy two noodles. And he was crying. I didn't know better. And that really touched me. I still remember, like 35 years later, you know, like, wow. You know. But, you know, being a father, I know exactly what that means. That's how father, how, how mother may feel. You know, you feel so content, you feel so good if your son, if your own child having a great meal. And how much more? You know, we are limited, I mean, we are limited resources. We're not that powerful, right? But God is our Father, so powerful. He doesn't have, you know, limited resources. He can provide us whenever we ask Him. But problem is this, how come we don't ask Him? What do you think? How come we don't ask him? How come we don't boldly come to him and, Father God, our Father, this is what I need. How come we don't ask him? You know why? One of the reasons is this. We don't fully convince of his love. That's how I see. You know, we say, oh, you know, God is love and I accept his love and of course I became his child and, you know, we may say that, but deep in our heart, we don't truly believe the fact that He is our Heavenly Father who loves us so much, who took care of our past sins and who's, I mean, crazy for us. We don't really have that because of that. We don't boldly come to Him. If we know that, we can go to Him and we can ask, Father, our Father. If you're st struggling with your past sins and not being sure that he really covered my sins, this is the passage I want to share with you. Is it working today? <laughs> Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This is a very powerful passage. 
You know, in Romans 7, he talks about in you know, struggles. But on, on A, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ Jesus, you don't have, no, you don't have, any, you don't have to worry about your past. He already took care of that. I want you to know how, you know, how much God, he, our God wants you to know. know he wants us to know how much He loves us. And His, his blood, the power of the cross is so powerful, which covers everything. Same, cha- same chapter 32. He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also, among, along with Him, graciously give us all things? It has to do with the love, I believe. We have to understand His love. And second point, give us today our daily bread means it is my daily declaration of dependence of God. My daily. You know, give us this. He says, today, daily. It is only time in the entire uh, Bible that this particular Greek word was used. It was not uh, nowhere in, it would be found, not even ancient manuscript nor classical Greeks. Until 1940s, uh, when they discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls, you know, not only they found the Bible, fragment of the Bible, but also they found some other uh, secular writings. And from that secular writing, uh, they had the same word. It, you know, it, it means it was a word for the daily shopping, shopping list, that which was perishable and would only be good for today. Just for today. Not enough for tomorrow. Not enough for next week. Just but one day at a time. Again, this is not, uh, you know, it's hard for us to connect with this, this world, you know, in this world, right? Because we have not only food for today, but food for tomorrow and maybe for next week. When you open the freezer, you know, there's a lot of food right there, right? No? Maybe some of us not, maybe probably not, but we do, right? We do have food. I still remember my mom asked me to go to, uh, you know, grocery market and bring me, buy uh, one slice of tofu. You go, you know, go, go, grab, go get one, you know. So I had to go, you know, and buy, buy the one slice of tofu and that was the meal for the day. I was in Costco last week. I mean, that, that place is big, right? <laughs> so humongous. I think it's bigger than town that I grew up. I'm seriously, I mean, I, from one corner to the other, I mean, it will take forever. <laughs> so many stuff, goods there. So it may not, you know, it's not really, you don't really feel like, what does that mean? But we know we have other needs. Not only food, right? We have emotional needs. Uh, I need wisdom time to time. You know, don't you ask that question? I don't know how to make decision, Lord. Give me a discernment. I need a financial need right there, Lord. There's so many needs out there. So we have to go to Him and ask Him. Day by day, Lord, I need your wisdom. I need your, uh, I want you to meet my needs so that I can survive, sustain. The 
Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow worry will, uh, will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You know, in, in a Hebrew mindset, day starts with the sunrise and ends with sun, uh, sunset and sunrise. Sunrise and sunset. That's, that's the, how they consider about the day. So when you, at night, when you worry about things, that means you worry about tomorrow. Jesus said, don't do that. Why should you do that? But we often do that, right? At night, you just couldn't sleep. You just can't sleep because you worry too much. Jesus said, hey, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That means live by day. Without faith, you just cannot live by day. We have to have faith in order for us to live a day at a time. Remember in wilderness, Jesus, uh, God, uh, Israelite, they were wandering around in 40 years, and God provided manna, right? You know what manna is? We have a manna restaurant uh, nearby here, our church, barbecue place, right? <laughs> manna means what is it? That's what Hebrew means, what is it? What is it? They get up in the morning, they, you know, pick it up, what is it? And they didn't even really know what manna was. But God faithfully provided manna for 40 years. I was thinking, maybe it took them 40 years to be trained to depend on God. It takes time. It doesn't take overnight. But we need to be trained. God is the one who provides manna. And we just depend on him day by day. Live day by day. I like this passage. Uh, this is what actually Moses says in Old Testament in, in Psalm the of Moses. The length of our days in, is 70 years or 80. Nowadays, you know, we're strong, healthier. We got a good medication and stuff. So maybe, you know, if I want to, I cannot change the Bible, but if I want to kind of a little bit, you know, the length of a day is maybe 90 or even 100. If we have the strength, Yet, their span is but trouble and sorrow. Many of you agree with that statement, right? For they quickly pass and we fly away. I like the expression. We, you know, quickly pass and we fly away. And Moses said, teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. You know, in the context, in this context, life flies away. Life is so short. And we have this kind of expression, right? This is life too short. Hey, do whatever you want to do. I don't think, I don't think that's the wise you know, advice, right? Since life is too short, we have to live like man and woman of God. That's how I see it. Since life is too short, don't hate people, but love them. You don't even have time to love people because life is too short. And you say, hey, teach us to number our days, right? I think that means we just give one day at a time to the Lord. Last point, uh, it is relying on God's provision. Uh, he's a provider. Our Father is a provider. Uh, we have to understand this truth. God is provider. If we mess it up with this, you know, this concept, I think we're not going to have the peace in our hearts. For example, 
we have a married couple here, right? If you think your wife is a provider, you will depend on her, right? And you will be loyal to that, I mean, your wife. Uh, if your father is a, you think if, if your father is a provider, like earthly father, let's say you work for your father or your company, which your father's own, right? And you probably be loyal to your father, but that's not right. Who is the provider? God, right? Maybe God used people like husband or wife or you know some company. You know, if you work for the company, if you're owner, oh, you know, you love to have. You know, employees who work for the company, right? And you can be maybe loyal to your company, but that's not the way God wants you to live. You have to, I mean, of course, we have to throw our best shot, right? But you have to understand that the, tr- the source of everything is from God. God is ultimately provider. And it is important. And that's the, that's the kind of order. If that happens, everything will be falling into the right place. See this passage? And my God will meet all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. God is ultimately, he's a provider. I was reading the uh, newspaper, uh, one billionaire. He's an old guy, uh, over 70. And he wanted to quietly divorce his wife. He had $5 billion. But uh, he didn't want to split you know, his, his wealth into half. So quietly suggest his wife, why don't I give you million, billion dollar, one billion dollar? Let's settle it. I'm without you know, hiring a lawyer because you know, that costs a lot of money too, right? And she say no. I want $2.5 billion. So everyone knew that you know, you know, they, they were about to get divorced. I was thinking, wow, like, you know, at that age, do they need that much? You know, over 70? I mean, how, how many more years? I mean, what, what, how can you spend that much money? Billion dollars? You know what? Billion dollars is a lot of money, right? I mean, billion dollars. I mean, what can you not buy with, you know, with, I mean, uh, with, with $1 billion? You can't buy anything, right? But even though they are freely rich, they didn't know how to be content. As we were shared this morning, I mean, this afternoon, you know, it, 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 contentment is some, some, uh, something that you have to learn. You know, when you read the, the writings of Paul, you can see, oh, this is something we have to learn. If we haven't learned that, we cannot be content. True freedom comes. I love last Wednesday night when Alex Oak uh, talks about, you know, we define the success. Success is having a freedom in God. If I would, I mean, if I heard the right way, that's how he said it. Success is having a freedom in God. I believe freedom and contentment comes when you know that who, who is your provider. If you know that God is your provider, you will have freedom. He's going to provide me anyway. Not only for today, but tomorrow. He's going to provide me the thing that I need. Then you have true freedom. Right? And true contentment comes when you realize who is your provider.
uh, let me just uh, finish this the bottom part. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. This is Christian, the teaching of Christianity. <laughs> Maybe some so different from our way to see the life and, and success. As I conclude the message, I, 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 you know, like last week, I, I struggled with this word, give us our daily, our bread. It wasn't really, you know, I'm seeking God, you, need, you know my need, and I want you to provide, you know, need that I need. It wasn't really that. It was more like our need. What's that mean, God? I've been asking the question, what's that mean, our need? Uh, you know, give us to the our bread, you know, our. I, was, I, I thought about family, what about family? But I don't think that's, the, that's what Jesus meant. You know, like, you know, even non-Christian, they, they know how to take care of their families too, right? I thought about maybe it is extended family. Men and women who made in God's image. So we, THMs, in a missionary church, that's why we go to Lebanon, we go to like all of the places to impact people. Why do you do what you do? Why do you wake up in the morning and go to work? Why go to school? For what? To accomplish what God has put in us. I think that has to do with the mission. You know, this passage really uh, is really touched my heart all the time. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you not looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me then. The righteous will answer him. Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and gave, give you something to drink? When did we see you? A stranger and invite you in? Or needing clothes and clothe, uh, clothe you? When did we see you, you seek or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, our heavenly father will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of this list of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Whenever I read the passage, I, oh God, yes. I, I want to serve you among the nations. I want to serve you, Lord. In places where people are dying, suffering, and uh, you may say, uh, but I mean, even UN try to feed every you know hungers, but they can. They 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 don't. They don't know how to do it. Even US, I mean, even even if like strongest country in the world, they try to do that. But I mean, how can you ask me to do this? You may ask that question. I ask that question many times. At least we can pray for our brothers and sisters, right? Begin with that. Pray for our brothers and sisters. This is a prayer format, right? Just ask us to pray the prayer. Give us today our daily prayer. Let's pray together.
I want you to spend a few minutes in prayer, in spirit. Maybe ask, ask the Lord, Lord, what are you trying to teach me today? What are you trying to tell me today? Holy Spirit, what do I need to respond to the message that I just heard? If, if Jesus Christ is convicting your heart, maybe uh, offer that thought with your prayer. I'll spend maybe a few minutes in prayer. Let's do that.